The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. This is episode 44, The Hidden Treasures. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, we're back. Dude, take two of our intro, and I'll just say, take one was fantastic. (laughs) We were on fire in take one. I didn't hit the record button again. (laughs) It was, dude, it was probably top five takes I've ever heard of our podcast, and nobody will ever hear it. Super punchy, like we're both in a mood. (laughs) Like there's something to it right now. And uh, yeah, yeah, we talked for like 10 minutes and then I was like, uh, the number's not moving. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's better than us. Like what, a week and a half, two weeks ago when we did an episode and it was was only your, it was only your audio that got recorded. (laughs) I had like 40 seconds of mine. And uh, so it was just you having I was telling Andrew, let's just release it. Just see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> and we did, and actually, we got a lot of feedback that it was much better. Yeah, so, Josh, ever had this is your solo podcast now. Enjoy. It's not even <laughs> the solo part. It's the it's the dead air that they really enjoyed, where I just sat there and listened to you. And you like, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, awesome. When That's I really cool. went on like a tear for like two minutes, and then they forgot the podcast was on, then you just jump in with some feedback. Uh, yeah, man. Funny. Yep. Uh, how you doing? How we do it over here. This Jesus. I'm doing well, dude. Other Good. than you know, there's snow again. Right. Snow's not a big deal, but you know the fact that it was 65, 70 degrees all weekend. Right. Uh, and then Monday rolls around and they dump us with snow. Is a that is the that's the brutal thing with Colorado. It's just like beautiful for days, and then yeah. it's like horrible weather, whether it's snow or storms or cold or hot or whatever. And then you know, a week later, it's like everybody acts normal again. Um, it's just yeah. up and down so quick. It couldn't even be. A, it might even be a week. It might be twenty. You know, twenty four hours later, mm-hmm. and it's back to seventy degrees. Just yeah. the Colorado bipolar weather, but whatever. Colorado, but I spent man. the weekend flying my drone, and nice. I got my drone up to 70 miles an hour, wow. which I'll be honest with you, in the goggles doesn't seem that fast, uh, but I was flying it around uh, before my battery died, my last battery died, uh, without yeah. the goggles on, and that thing hauls. <laughs> I bet, dude. Like, 70 miles an hour looks really fast when you're not looking you know, from the drone's perspective. Now, do you think if you say you were like really in the zone and you had the first person goggles on and you flew that thing like straight into you, how bad would you be hurt <laughs> at 70? Uh, it probably speed. Cut me. I would assume you uh, probably have like a bruise because it, like it's moving. It's those blades, man. Those blades are moving when you like, yeah. even when you just hear it, you're like, holy crap, that sounds like a saw. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You have to constantly like check back to where you're at because like you're I'm by myself. It's just me and Jack. Uh, So I'm checking where my dog is and two, making sure no one's walked up on me while I've been in these goggles. Um, So like you're constantly turning the drone back to like look at you to make sure like no one's like snuck up on you. It's going about to cut you and steal my drone. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Fear in life that I just but if but if someone was sneaking up on you, 
and you wanted to play it cool and stop them, you could bring your drone back at 70 miles it's an true, hour. It's a defense drone. Just hit them, didn't ram them. Think about that. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Well, and probably the missiles that are installed underneath it probably would help too. I didn't even think about that. God, Dude, I do have you got defense. options. I could defend myself. Didn't even know. Golly. <laughs> You've got Learned some great options. Hey, I have a good update that I wanted to share with with you. Well, you know, Josh, but with the people that listen. Thanks for listening, the by people. the way. The people. But um, before we jump into the parable of the hidden treasures um, or the analogy of the hidden treasures, I don't know. We'll see. Um Ben, as you know, Josh, I've been walking through, I haven't talked about this a ton on the podcast uh, or really at all that I know of, but man, long story short, my job was going to be eliminated uh, in early April. And that was because of kind of a large marketing reorganization. Um, a lot of people were in this boat, but I sit here today, having gone through applying and interviewing and all of that for a brand new position at the same uh, nonprofit I work at and having accepted a job. So starting April 5th, I actually have a job I'm really excited about. That's like going to be more responsibility, a promotion and something that I'm just really excited about. So I don't know. Uh, I've been through this whole process, been thinking back to the year of the chicken often, you know, about that whole lesson of God is faithful um, to us and God is good to us, um, even when times are difficult. And it's been crazy, man. The last In the last two and a half months, I had, I found out my job was going away in April. Then the next day, uh, we welcomed our da daughter to the world, <laughs> Charlotte. Um, no way. It is how. Yeah. Yeah. It was 24 oh, wow. hours. And, um, and then just been walking through all of that with like, you know, applying, praying, interviewing, praying a lot more, <laughs> stressing out, interviewing. And finally, you know, like standing here, I'm just a couple days into having this job secure. And, uh, dude, it's been a wild ride, but, God has been faithful through it all. And even though I've been stressed out at different points, you know, God's given me like a lot of peace through this process that I don't think I would have if I didn't have a relationship with the Lord, you know, like it's yeah. been, it's been cool. It's been hard, but it's been good. I've seen God show up many times. Um, so what, uh, what were, what were your conversations with God like through all that? Oh man. Inside you to those listening. Yeah. Well, like one, so one night, this was maybe like a week and a half ago when I knew I had a final interview. Actually, it was the night before my last interview, before the final super intimidating panel interview. But it's for a job I really wanted. And I was up like late. I couldn't, couldn't fall asleep quickly and went to use the bathroom and was just like in the bathroom um, before going back into the bed and was just talking like, Man, having one of those real honest conversations with God of like, dude, here's why I want this job. Here's here's why here's why this is clearly my will and and why I think this would be good. And honestly, being like, God, if this is in your permissive will, please let it be a yes. I, if it's not in your will, please make that extremely clear because I want to live in your will. I want to do the things that that you want me to do. 
but mm-hmm. just laying it out there like this is my will if it can be yours please make it and if not then please bring about something else quickly and and at the same time being like i know you didn't give me this this amazing family these little girls to provide for um to not provide for them like you're going to do that and and i know that that might look like me through a job but i know it's going to be given by you so please let this be the solution you know not not necessarily begging but just like real honest here's why i want this here's why this would be awesome um not trying to convince god just having that honest discussion like if it was if it was you and me talking you know same idea josh only you know, God has infinite power and you don't. Um, so, but I, I think I do sometimes, but I <clears throat> yeah, me too. Um, you know, but yeah, man, just like lots of, lots of honest conversation like that between God and I, and then like the coolest thing, man, is just like, I would be, there'd be days where I'd be totally at peace. And then there'd be days where I'd be very stressed, um, a day, an hour, a couple hours, whatever. Because it's a daunting thing to have like new baby, a uh, toddler, um, be the kind of one holding down a job to primarily support financially the family and feeling like, man, is this all going to come like falling apart and I don't even know what I'll do next. But And then I'd have all that stress, all that strain, all that worry, and then stuff like, hey, don't worry about tomorrow going to have enough worries of its own would just flash through my mind john 16 33 in this world you're going to have many troubles but take heart i've overcome the world that that flashed through my mind often and the coolest thing would be there were so many nights where i'd be stressed out right before bed and i'd lay down Mm -hmm. to sleep and have an awesome night of sleep like just a gift from god you know where it's like super stressed out and then boom you know just like here's some peace and a toddler yeah yeah. So I don't know. So it's been a, it's been a wild season, man. And also just seeking, like, uh, I'm trying to tell you, I want to be in God's will, you know, so I don't want to just get a job because it sounds right to me. I want to make sure it's actually what God wants me to be doing. Um, so yeah. I'm thankful that it sure seems like he, you know, the whole story, but he totally blew a door open. That wasn't even a door. Uh, while I interviewed, I interviewed fully got a no to that job, but in that same conversation, got a yes to a job they created, uh, that I didn't even know they were creating. So it was like, a, it really was a God thing to just be like, here's a miracle. <laughs> Here you go. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, as yeah. someone, as an outsider looking in on your life, cause I'm not you and I can't be sure. an insider of your life. Right. Uh, I am proud of you, dude, as you walk through it and Thanks, man. Um, the stressful times that, that, um, you had. And in those moments you, you sought Jesus and dived in a relationship and shared your emotion and shared your thoughts and, um, continued yeah. to be obedient and Hey, and Thanks, it all man. worked out in the end. And thankfully it did. Um, it's not yeah. always the case. God does have other plans that do hurt us, right. you know, at times and not hurt us. Like it's getting us to where we want to go, where he wants yeah. us to go, but they're painful yeah. to go through those, those growing seasons. Um, so it doesn't always end up this way, those listening, but um, this right. one did, and we thank God for it. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. So I'm going to take a few days off the rest of this week. It's Monday when we're recording this. I'm going to take the rest of this week off of work and like breathe out a little bit, do some staycation stuff. So 
Fortunately, it's not supposed to be snowy here at all. And uh, I should be able to do a lot of outside work. So I'm pumped for that. No, you're not supposed to work during staycations. That was the opposite. Well, yeah. But I also live on a homestead. Uh, and <laughs> if I don't work for too long, then the chickens uh, start eating themselves. So <laughs> I got I'll be honest. Like, I forgot about the chickens. Dude. You forget about the chickens for too long and they will take care of themselves, aka eat each other. So (laughs) it sounds it sounds fantastic. So there's always there's always a little bit of work that's very important to do. Even if it's just taking the chickens food and water, (laughs) very important. That's funny. Yeah, man. But no, thanks, dude. Thanks for walking through it with me, for praying. Uh, you know, obviously personally about that but yeah man stand here just feeling like god opened the door and god remained faithful through all of that and uh did it in a way i didn't expect but you know that's how he he does so and these are definitely those moments that you want to record and and write down and remember yeah Um, just because when life does get hard again (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, it's always good for us to to go back and be reminded of how god has been faithful um, and is faithful constantly to us um, not just in the spiritual realm, but in the physical realm as well. So, yeah, I'm always well, man, practice. I know we're talking parables, but in and because of yeah. that, I I kind of think that example I just shared might help shine a light on just bits of of what's to come with this parable. But I'm gonna just I know normally we don't really read them, uh, but this is is so short. It's a just a couple verses out of Matthew. Uh, 13 verses 44 through 46. I'm going to roughly read them real quick to kind of give context of what we're talking about. Um, are you making and then, fun of me? You what? Are you making fun of me? No. What do you mean? Making fun of you? Yeah, you said you're going to roughly read them. Like I, I don't <laughs> like you're trying to imitate me because I don't know how to read. I just feel like you're you're taking shots. Yeah, no, it's not. Josh, listen, we've talked about this, man. Like, not everything I say is is about you. I mean, <laughs> you are very successful, even though you've never learned the skill of reading. Like, you've done great, man. And, hooked uh, on phonics did not work for me. <laughs> hooked off phonics for you. Um, had the wor- actually, you came out a worse reader um, <laughs> when you got through 13 yeah. years of it. So. <laughs> I went in and then came out worse. It was, it was a horrible yeah. experience. <laughs> went in proficient, came out uh, totally unable to read. Oh, man. No. <laughs> For the record, Josh really cannot read, and he's actually pretty sensitive about it. Um, yes, very sensitive. With, I cry on a regular basis about it. Because <laughs> yeah. I cry regularly. That's right. With that being said, um, I'm going to do some sight words, Josh, uh, from Matthew 13, 44 through 46. Um, Pretty much says this. You know, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that was buried in a field. And, And when a man finds it, he's so overjoyed that he buries it again, sells everything that he has, and buys the field. Again, uh, the kingdom of heaven is really like a merchant who's seeking fine pearls. And once he finds one that has incredible value, he went and sold everything he had and he bought it. That's it. That's the, those are the analogies that two of the analogies that, 
that Jesus kind of gave to help us understand what the kingdom of heaven is like. So Josh, before I dive in, I feel like I've been talking for a lot of this before I dive in, like, where does that, where do those analogies, this parable kind of take you of what the kingdom of heaven is? Yeah, it takes me to Target, the department <laughs> store. Um, because what I'm picturing is like, as a kid, you find that super sweet toy, but mm-hmm. it's the last one. You don't want anyone else to have it. So you hide, you hide it, it in the wi- yes. you hide in the women's bra section. Yes. Um, and only because you're a boy and you're like, I want to be in this bra section. No one no will look here. Stories, you're hiding in there. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you go and find your parents and like you try to convince them and they're like, no, we're not doing this. Uh, <sighs> but then you work on them for like the next three days and they eventually say yes. So then you come yes. back and you find your hidden toy and you get that's to bring awesome. it back because you love it. And you're like, my precious. Uh, that's my picture. That's how I see it in my head. That's and good. that's, that's yeah. the kingdom of God right there. Like it's this. You found something so great. Um, you found something so beautiful that you want to make sure that you have the ability to to get it. And because of what it is, you're willing to give up everything to have it, um, you know, which is giving up your will, your desires, your wants, your dreams um, for what God wants uh, for you inside of his kingdom. And I think that's a big yeah. piece of it. Yeah. But those are my initial thoughts. That's good, man. That's a good analogy. I um, One reason I shared that kind of story today of like what's been going on with me the last couple months on the behind the scenes um, was because like, man, I felt the value of being a part of the kingdom of heaven just in the last few months um, in a unique way. Because like while, while job loss and major changes in life is stressful, Cause it is like we're human. We're allowed mm-hmm. to still feel stressed out, even if we believe God's yep. promises and that God's true and real and, and with us and for us, we still feel stressed because we're human. Um, but uh, with all that being said, like the, the attributes of what I felt of peace, hope of, of knowing that God is good, like God's goodness, knowing that God is the provider. I'm not the provider. God is like knowing those things and knowing that I had a real relationship with God where I could talk to him. I could hear back from him, maybe not audibly, but hear back from him in terms of like, here's an amazing night's rest after you've been stressed all day. Things like that. Like, I don't know. I, I've just got well, to even taste. like him reminding me of, you know, his recorded words, you know, like that's yeah. another way God speaking. Back 100%. Yes. Yes. You're right. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, I mean, but just like going through this season, as stressful as it was, um, and it'll be stressful again when I start a new job because I'll have to learn all this stuff and a different team and everything. But with all that being said, like going through this and and getting glimpses of the kingdom and being being a part of a real relationship with the Lord in this season, I don't know. I get why somebody would sell everything they have to buy that field that has the hidden treasure in it to get back to target and get that toy they hid in the changing room or in the, in the bra section or whatever. Yeah. You can hide in the changing room because those things get cleaned every day. You gotta be like, you gotta be neat. Yeah. You gotta hide them like way in the socks, way in the bras. As a child, did you ever go into like the, the clothing forts, you know, like old rack. 100%. With the circular. Yes. 
totally you, like, man. felt like you're like in a secret little fort and you're like yes i've done that so as fun. an adult it's not the same and it really <laughs> scares people it creeps them out i was shocked by it <laughs> i believe that i believe that oh man <laughs> it's funny I'm like what are you no. doing in there? you're like it's a fort and they're like you're 30 years old knock it off <laughs> Get out of the little girl section. What are you doing? Oh, Oh, yeah. You don't want to do it in the little girl section. Then you get arrested. Yeah, you get arrested. Wind up in jail. You're like, I'm a pastor, I swear. And they're like, dude, doesn't matter. You're a creep. (laughs) Going to jail. Um, (laughs) But no, dude, I just... I was just thinking about that. You know, like this this analogy of like selling it all you have. It obviously shows when you find the kingdom, you are like, this has so much value, so much more value than anything else I have that I'm willing to like bet the farm on it, you know, willing to sell the house, yeah. sell the car, everything I can do just to get that thing. Um, just to get a taste of the kingdom, just to get a little, a little yeah. tiny corner on, of that, you know, but I was just thinking like, man, how much is peace worth in our life? Like, can you put a price tag on having peace? <laughs> Can you put a price tag tag on having hope? Can you put a price tag on yeah. on living outside yourself and saying, "No, I serve a God that's greater than than me. That my life is just one thing, one one part of this relationship." Like these things are of immense value. Yeah. Well, and too, like like I think through my you know my Jesus timeline or my Jesus story of you know. You know, I grew up in a Christian home, so we were going to church from from a pretty young age and gave my life to Jesus going into, uh, I think, sixth grade at a, at a sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. Um, really from the hellfire and brimstone message, and it scared the crap out of me. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I came to know Jesus. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say that my experience was like this merchant or this man that found, um, uh, what did the man find? The, per, uh, the man it. found a treasure hidden in a field. Just a treasure, a, tre- a yeah. treasure hidden. And then the merchant found the the pearls. But it, So my experience wasn't like that, um, where I'm like, oh, look what I have found. This is so great. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's because I grew up in a Christian home. Like It just it always was, so it wasn't new or special to me. Uh, but as I've matured in my relationship with Jesus, um, that has become more and more um prevalent that man yeah there's there's nothing i wouldn't give up um, Mm. to stay in this relationship with jesus Um, and that's relationships that's um, things i deeply you know hold deeply you know to me um 100 would give up to stay in relationship with jesus if it was on the line Um, yeah but that's come over time that's come with maturity and and watching jesus you know like he's done in your life um over and over again just be faithful um, and, mm-hmm. and love me deeply and carry burdens for me, um, yeah. and, and all those things. Like we've all gone through dark times that are difficult and hard. Um, but you know, as we mature in Jesus and as we grow as his disciples and, and understand how he is at work and how he has worked in the past to remind us that he is a, as a work now, it becomes easier. Like you literally get to sit with, with peace, like you said, and we get to have hope again. Um, and I don't know about you, but like life's miserable when you have no hope, when you think it's never yep. going to get better, that it's always going to yep. be this way. Like that's mm-hmm. a, that's a sad place. And I've been there. I get it. Like I'm not, if that's where you're sitting right now, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dogging on you. Good night. Yeah. Easter. 
Um, dogging. Like, dogging on you. like I could get it. I've, I've been there. I, I felt it. Um, there's definitely a part of me now, cause there's been a lot of growth over the last, you know, two years or so, um, uh, in me, in terms of just my reliance, uh, my understanding of Jesus, his gospel, how he's forgiven and how he desires to be in, in relationship because that's what he restored. Um, that wants to see hard trials come through again, just to see how I react to it. Um, hmm. Because when life is good, everything's good, right? Like you're just like, yeah, life's awesome. I'm not going to complain about anything. Um, but, you know, when life gets hard, how do you respond? And that's yeah. when the greatest, that's when the treasure really becomes valuable. Yeah. Um, like it's better, yeah. but but it, it also becomes valuable to other people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, and I've told this story, I think, on the podcast before, but I had a pastor a friend back in Phoenix that came to know Jesus because a, um, uh, another teacher that he, um, I think worked with at the same school, lost a son. Um, and just watched that man go through that trial of losing a child. Mm-hmm. And yet he continued to have faith and continued to lean on his relationship yeah. with Jesus wow. and, and share that hope, um, with those around him, like just, it blew him away. So he said, well, I don't know who this Jesus guy is, but I want what that guy has. So <laughs> I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so wow. there's, there's that value that, that gets shown to other people when we live. And, and I think this is the, one of the biggest problems with Christianity today is our salvation, our restoration of relationship or record being reconciled back to God, uh, yeah. isn't valuable to most Christians. Um, unless we're getting something out of it from the perspective of like, physical things. <laughs> well, God, I want you to give me this house. And if you're not going to give me this house, then I'm not following you. Or I ain't going to tell anyone about you. And you're, you know, you're, you're at an infant stage of Christianity. Um, you're, you know, ignorance is, is the trait that characterizes you. Um, you just don't know any better. Um, yeah. And as you mature and you grow like, man, the, the depth of relationship that comes along with that is so, so beautiful. And I think it's important to be really specific and practical about what we mean by how you grow in relationship with Jesus. We grow in relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. by spending time with Jesus. We do that through Jesus' habits. Um, are you spending mm-hmm. time reading his recorded word and what we call the Bible? Um, are you spending time in conversation, um, in prayer um, with Jesus? Um, that's not mm-hmm. sterile. That's real. That's that's authentic, that you're having true mm-hmm. conversation and letting it all go. And maybe you, you've never even experienced anything like that you know, with another human being, but um, it's definitely a place to start with with God. And if you're not at that place where you can share anything and everything with God um, and make it a point to share those things with God, um, you're not there yet. So keep keep journeying with Jesus and keep journeying and in, in, in fostering relationship with Christ, uh, I think is, is huge. And take heart if you're not there yet. Uh, yeah. this, this is the first, this season, even though I have the year of the chicken to look back on, this is the first time when I've gone through a life-changing shift like this and had this level of confidence in in my relationship with the Lord. And maybe it's just because it was so out of my control. You know, when I was selling my house and it kept trying to sell our house and it kept falling through and problems kept coming up and all this stuff, yeah. and the year of the chicken became the year of the chicken, when that happened... I had some level of control <laughs> in all of this, you know, in this scenario, it just happened to me, but it's like a car wreck, you know, like if you get in a car, if you've ever been in a car wreck, it's like, yeah, maybe you should have turned left. Maybe you should have stopped sooner. But the reality is it just happened, um, pretty quickly and you only had part of the control. Um, that's how it felt. But, but I don't know. God just kept saying small stuff 
to me uh, along the way and and encouraging me. Like, yeah, man, and speaking to me through scriptures, like, you know, like the there's a scripture somewhere in the Bible that says, there's a verse somewhere in the Bible that talks about um, somebody saying, I've never seen the children of the righteous begging for bread. Not saying you're going to be rich, not saying they're going to all drive Lamborghinis, but just that God is going to provide for us. He's going to meet our needs and um, he's going to give us the bread and and the vegetables and the meat and all those things we need uh, in this life. Our job isn't to just stress and strain and be worried about provision uh, of our yeah. of our necessities. He's going to give those things to us um, if we're chasing after him. But yeah, just small stuff even like come to terms with like, yeah, like, you know, leadership, HR, like they could, they can say my job's done. That's okay. Like they can do that. God's given them that authority, but he's not given everybody else the authority to say, we're not going to provide for Andrew's kids. Um, no, no resentment in that, no anger in that even just like, you know, yeah, a company, uh, can do that. But God uh, is in way more authority and control than that situation, you know. So mm-hmm. it's just easier to st- it's it it's been an awesome experience, even though it's been stressful and tricky. Yeah. It's been an experience where I've just seen God show up again and again, and give it's allowed me to just retain peace overall, you know. And yeah. I keep going back to peace because I'm like, man, you can be. You can be a billionaire, right? You can be Jeff, Jeff Bezos level wealth of, of humanly wealth. And if you have horrible relationships with everybody around you and you you never feel at peace, then it doesn't matter if you are sitting on the most beautiful beach in the world. If you don't have peace, then you're just at a beach. <laughs> you know, you're not on vacation. You're not resting. You're not having a good time. You're just sitting there, the, the same disturbed soul (laughs) you were before you got to the beach and like so that's what i was trying to say is these type of attributes that come as part of being a part of the kingdom of heaven um they they are like treasures and you can't put a real value on them but back to the the treasure analogy you know it's like the the Dude, in the first part of this, finds a treasure. Say you're digging a hole and find a you know super old golden pirate coin. That is some treasure, and that's going to have some value. Just solid gold. You bite it, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is real gold. That's a skull and crossbones, or whatever pirate coins looked like. <laughs> and you're like, you recognize the value of it. It's like I'm going to buy this field, and I'm going to find this treasure, all of it, and and it's going to be amazing. You know. As soon as everybody else sees the treasure and sees what you see, then they're going to realize that it was worth way more than everything you gave up, you know? And and I think that goes right back to the analogy you were sharing or the story you shared about your pastor, how he became a pastor, seeing somebody else walk through a season of losing their child um, in a horrible way and and enduring it not just like doing okay through it, but thriving in it and, and remaining yeah. the same steady person they were. And yeah. um, then that guy pointing him t- straight to Jesus. Like, oh, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not special. I'm just in relationship with the king. 
I, yeah. I'm just a part of a different kingdom that you might not have seen, but as soon as you see it, you're going to sell everything you have just to get a taste of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important too, like when you go through difficult seasons in life, it, following Jesus in the midst of those and letting Jesus help you carry those burdens doesn't mean you don't feel all the feelings. Right. It doesn't mean you're not angry. You're not frustrated. Th- those are all things that are still true. It's when you are feeling those ways, you're giving those, those emotions to God um, in relationship. Um, so he can help you carry those things and give you perspective on those things. Um, so it's not giving up because I think what happens with a lot of Christians, you know, say we go, you know, use your, your, your life as an example, Andrew, like a lot of Christians, I think, go through um, situations like that and they feel like they've been, uh, um, what's the word? They, justice hasn't been provided for them. Like they've been mm-hmm. harmed and they have to make it right or they have to be the victim. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not the Christian life. Um, like, like you said, like we serve a God who's greater and more powerful than anything this world could throw at us. Yeah. Um, so say everything changes and I lose my job um, and everything's gone and I have to start over however, however bad it can go. Um, yeah. Even in the midst of that, my God is going to work out all things for my good. Yep. Um, it may be different than what I pictured. It may you know, turn into a different um, career path. It may turn into a, yeah. a different uh, field that you're pursuing. Um, but God's going to work all things for your good. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's just how it plays out. Uh, I, I've seen this play over and over again. Um, like there's dreams I have today that, you know, I'm going to see fulfilled here in, in the next few months that, that I would never have pursued or even thought um, were God given um, if I right. didn't go through the heartache and the frustration of the last, you know, few years. Yeah. I wouldn't even say that. I guess it's been good year for the last year and a half, two years. Um, but yeah. Right. Like you have to go through hard times. You have to go through frustrating times. You have to go through yep. times where you feel like um, justice hasn't been served, that you've been wronged mm-hmm. in, a, in a harmful way um, to see how God is going to work things for your good and to see how God is going to take you know dreams that you never even knew you had um, and bring them to fruition um, where you're just yeah. blown away by how good God is. Uh, and I know it's hard in the midst of it. I, I, I know those feelings. I get it. Um, but, you know, we lean into relationship with God. And I think one thing that we, you know, I, I, you know, I went back to, I sent this to Andrew, but I went back to, to writing a, a book um, that I have that I've been, I don't know, working on for like a year and a half. Uh, it's been a while uh, and I'm not hey, far. I'm two weeks one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a freaking yeah. pain. Um, but one of the statements that I wrote yesterday or the day before um, was when you look at your relationship with God as a follower of Jesus, do you feel innocent? Hmm. Um, like, are you innocent? What do you mean by that? Do you feel like, innocent? Do you feel guilty? Do you feel like you're mm. in the wrong? Do you feel like God is going to punish you? Or do you feel innocent? Got it. Yeah. Um, and and the reality is, because of what Jesus did on the cross, because he took yep. your sins on himself as a perfect sacrifice and died in your place and then conquered death, you're innocent. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when God looks at you, he sees innocence. Um, mm. He sees that you're pure. You're holy. Um, not because anything you've done, um, but everything, because everything that Jesus has done. So because of that, now I have the ability and the confidence to approach the throne of God. Remember all powerful, almighty God wants to talk to me. (laughs) All powerful, mighty God wants to be in relationship with me. That's a mind boggling experience. 
we all don't feel that like we all don't feel like we have the ability or we're valuable enough to get to that place, but you are mm-hmm. 100% yep. because of what Jesus did on the cross. Like everything is set clean. Everything is set uh, back to what Jesus, you know, planned from the, from the get go, deep relationship with, with your creator. Um, and I think when we find ourselves in that place and we recognize, man, the gospel is a beautiful thing. Like the gospel and what it's done uh, is transformational in such the in, in such the deepest of ways um, yeah. that it restored and reconciled me back to God. That I literally at any moment of the day can talk to God. God, you know the dude that spoke things into existence. Yeah, that guy. I get <laughs> yeah. to talk to him. Um, I get yeah. to approach him with great confidence. And guess what? He talks back. Like how yeah. crazy is that yeah. story? Um, mm-hmm. And this is the relationship that I get to have. When that starts to become real and we recognize, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to be worried about approaching God. Even if I sin this morning, even if I sin two minutes ago, I don't have to be worried about approaching God. Jesus is taking care of the sin. So I get to approach God um, Mm -hmm. with full confidence. Now I'm going to ask for forgiveness for those things because it restores relationship. Um, And not that it, you know, ruins my ability to talk to God. Yeah. but, you know, as any good father would be, yeah, when I screw up, you want to go back to the source that's going to support you and encourage you through that. And, that, and you know, that's going to be God in this case. Um, yeah. So I think when we start to embrace that idea of like, no, 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 like not only God does God love me, he's pursuing me. Not only God mm-hmm. is pursuing me, God's pleased with me. Um, yeah. And I haven't even done anything for him. And he's pleased with yeah. me. And we know that's true because it was true of Jesus. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when he came out of the water at baptism, the big booming voice, you know, spoke yeah. and said, this is my son whom I love. And with him, I'm well pleased before he mm-hmm. performed any miracles, before he did anything for God, um, yep. before he preached a sermon, uh, before he ever healed, healed, any, healed any of the sick. Like yep. God looked at him and said, this is my son whom I deeply love. And with him, yep. I'm well pleased as mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus, someone that's been forgiven and restored. Um, God is looking at you saying, this is my daughter. This is my son. Yep. I love them deeply. And with them, I'm well pleased. Yep. Um, and all he's asking is relationship. Continue to foster relationship. Continue to pour into relationship. You'll be shocked at how much God does in changing your heart. You'll be shocked at how much peace God places on you. You'll be shocked at the places and the things that he has you do that you never thought was capable because the power of God is now working through you. Right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. You're blown away. This is the this is the full life that Jesus promised us. You know, and mm-hmm. going back, like this is why we started this podcast. We wanted yeah. people to find hope. We wanted yep. people to have peace again. That yes. the Christian life shouldn't feel like a burden. It, you totally. know, Jesus said, "My burden is light." Well, it should yep. feel light. It should mm-hmm. feel like this is a great adventure. And if yeah. it's not, you're doing something wrong. And I don't <laughs> say that to condemn you or shame you. I'm saying the same. There's a better way. There's a yeah. better way in all this. Spend time with Jesus. Get in deeper relationship with Jesus. You'll be blown away at how he ships, shapes and changes you. Um, you'll be blown yep. away how he helps you understand what the gospel really did in your life. That mm-hmm. it's it's not just this idea or this religious system. That it literally turns you into a new creation. Um, that you are not the same person you were before. And you now right. are completely forgiven 100%. And you have the ability to approach the throne of the Almighty God and have conversation and relationship with him. I don't yes. know about you, but that sounds like a freaking treasure and pearls that I want to chase after. Totally, man. And let me just add, like, not just a conversation with them, which that's mind-blowing enough. Like, conversation followed by mission and vision for your life. Yep, purpose. 
you know, no. like it's not just, uh, it's not just, it's, it's relationship and it's action, you know, like it's okay. Like go and now start doing the kingdom work wherever I've placed you, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in finance, whether it's in what any area of your life, whether you're a homemaker, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter your, your title, occupation, most of how you spend your day. You can be used for kingdom purposes in it. Um, and God will call you into that in time. It might not be that you meet Jesus and the, the next moment he's giving you, here's what you're going to do for your next 10 years. But I guarantee you, he's going to give you, here's your next right step towards the kingdom, towards living in this yeah. truth, living in this relationship. Yep. And you just keep taking that next right step. And before you know it, your life is going to look radically different than, than it would have if you kept yep. going on your own. And, um, and it's not by your power. It's not by your strength. It's not because you're so great at next, taking the next right step. It's not because I'm so great at taking the next right step. Far from it, man. <laughs> I need to ask forgiveness from not only the Lord, but also my wife. I need to ask forgiveness from my two-year-old daughter more than I'd like to. Um, I'm not a perfect person. I'm far from it. But I am perfected through Christ. And, and in the, the eyes of the Lord, he looks at me, and like you said, he sees innocence. He sees um, mm -hmm. somebody grafted into his family. You know, he sees a son, mm -hmm. a co-laborer, um, and that's that's a gift, and mm -hmm. it's worth it. It's worth anything you feel like you got to give up. You know, whether you got to sell mm -hmm. your house to get this field, like the guy, like the guy trying to get the field filled with uh, pirate treasure, we'll say, or whether you got to sell all the other jewels you have to buy this one pearl that somehow you know the value of, you see the value of, when most others might not see it. But guess what? Mm -hmm. As soon as you see it and you show it to everybody, they're going to also see, wow, that was worth selling everything. Wow, that was worth radically changing your life for. Wow, that was worth yep. all of it. Um, and And by the way, that was worth it. How do I get in on it? You know, it's not a monetary gain thing. This is these are just analogies in the the treasure and and pearl metaphors, so we can easily easily understand value. Um, mm -hmm. But like I was like we've been pointing towards what is the value of peace? It's infinite. <laughs> value of peace in this life is worth a lot because you're gonna have trouble, and if you don't have peace, you're gonna just feel trouble all the time. Um, and, and that's exactly where the enemy wants us to be. Say the enemy, I mean, Satan, like the, the one who is opposed to our good, the one who is opposed to the will of God, um, one who's not nearly as strong as the will of God, not nearly as strong as the power of him, but there is an enemy and he doesn't want us to be happy. He doesn't want us to live in the kingdom. Um, and he doesn't mm -hmm. want our good. Um, that's very clear. He's the antithesis of God um, in all well, those what Jesus ways. Said, right? Like, yeah. Ten, ten. That you know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yep. Uh, but I've come to give you life and give it to the full. Yes. And I think we miss out on on the full life because man, we're letting the enemy win too much. We're letting him take too much from us. Exactly. And, you know, now exactly. as a follower of Jesus, you have power over those things. That yeah. He doesn't get to dictate your life anymore. That. You know, he could take right. everything away from you and guess what? You can still have hope and you can still have peace in the midst of it. I mean, you totally. can still have purpose and you know, our purpose aligns, you know, we talk about that full life, you know, we firmly believe that the full life comes from living out the great commission. 
um, that, you know, we live in relationship with, with one another and, you know, we want to help others come to know what we have come to know um, mm-hmm. in salvation with Jesus and restoration and relationship with God the Father. Um, and, you know, continue to share that with those around us um, and then, you know, see that movement keep moving um, yeah. as, as others do the same that you have done for them. Um, like that's where we find hope. That's where we find life. It's in yeah. relationship. God is all about relationship. The great commandments were love God, love people. Mm-hmm. You said everything is built on these. Um, like it's all about relationship. Are we investing yep. in our relationship with God? And we are investing in relationship with those around us. Um, like that's where you're going to find a full life. That's where things are going to get interesting and fun and full of adventure. And I think we miss out on that so often because we get so focused on me. We get so focused on what I want, what I want now and what I've, what has been taken away from me Um, rather than man, God's going to work all things for my good. That means sin. That means harm. That means injustices, uh, Mm -hmm. all those things. God is going to work for my good. I don't have to be a victim. I don't have to take on that mentality. I don't have to feel like the world's out to get me uh, because well, one it is, uh, but two, you have a power that that's greater than, than the world. So don't worry about it. Um, you know, as you know, Andrew quoted earlier on, let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. There's enough going on. Just focus yeah. on today. Yes. Um, you know, you're going to, you're going to overwhelm yourself when you start to worry about everything else that you, well, one, you can't yep. control too, um, that hasn't even happened yet. Yep. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I don't know. I, a few things hit me while you were saying that, but First of all, I just agree. It's it's such a gift that it's like to stick with the market, the the money uh, analogy, to stick with the treasure, the pearl, the dollars. It's like it's like the equivalent of if somebody to say you rewound time fifty years and you just were like, okay, or no, ten years, twenty years. I don't know. You could say. Hey, there's this company starting called Microsoft. You should put a thousand bucks in it. Hey, there's this other one called Apple. Put a thousand bucks in it. Like you can buy it for a dollar a share. Oh, there's this thing coming called Bitcoin. Yeah, buy like a hundred shares when it's a buck each. You're going to be fine. You know, um, and it's it's like that, only it's worth so much more than the dollars and cents that, that those things would be worth. Like I'm not joking mm-hmm. when I say that. I mean... Like when you're facing, when I was facing job loss, you know, my role was eliminated. It's nothing personal, but it has personal conf- consequences, you know, mm-hmm. pretty quickly. I'm having thoughts of like, you know, and, and prayers, not just thoughts, but thoughts and prayers of like, you know, like God, you gave us this house. Like we get to live here where, you know, we bought it, um, with a mortgage, but we can, we could sell it like you, it's gone up some and, and we could sell it. Like you give us a car, like I guess we could Uber, you know, if we have to sell that and we could move back in with family, like, but mm-hmm. you're going to provide for us. It might not look fun. And to me, selling a house and selling a car and all that stuff, that sounds stressful and hard and, and difficult, but it's like, I don't know, none of that, none of that is dependent on the relationship with God still being good in my life or in yours. It's like, those are just circumstances, you know, it's like God's going to provide a path through those things. And it might like it, this job situation could have very easily looked like that. Could have looked like me looking for a different job for months and months to the point where we're like, yeah, we're going to sell the house and we'll have some equity so we can rent for a while and 
are we going to live with, with family and not have to worry about that? And we'll find the right job and God would open the doors. And I might've gone through a harder season in that, but the reality is God would remain good through all of that. God would remain faithful through all of that. And if he sent me down that path, then it would be because he would want to teach me different lessons in it, you know, and that could still be in my future. You know, nothing's guaranteed um, about employment or money or health or anything like that in this world. Um, like you said, you might feel paranoid that the world's out to get you. Well, that's because it is, <laughs> you know, it's I'm like, it's it, the world is not made just for us to be super happy and perfect and good. No, it's like, yeah, Satan has influence here. Um, so <laughs> he's out to get you. you that's why you feel paranoid about that. Um, <laughs> but all that to but say, no need to worry about it. Yeah. Our, our circumstances don't change the characteristics of the kingdom. They don't change the attributes of peace. They don't change the hope we have in Jesus. They don't change the real relationship we have in the Lord. Our side of that relationship might go down. That doesn't change his commitment to us. Doesn't change um, his attributes, God's attributes. So I don't know. That's why when you find it, you're ready to give up anything for it. And it suddenly becomes the most important thing in your life. Um, the most important piece of your life is now rooted in real relationship with the Lord. So I'll stop saying it because I feel like I've, I've said it a bunch of times in this, but man alive, um, these analogies make sense because when you find the kingdom, when you find a little corner of the kingdom, you realize the immense value it has. And I'm thankful we get yep. to serve a God that has a good kingdom that we get to be a part of. Yep. And that isn't, Something that's just preserved for after we're dead and gone. Um, yeah, we can and see too, it on this like, side of life. You know, we talk about can you can you stand strong? Can you um, have hope and peace in the midst of rough circumstances? Um, and it's not having that that posture is not up to you. And, and right. maybe we didn't say that yet. Mm-mm. Like that's up to Jesus. Let Jesus do those things. Um, what's up to you is you foster a relationship with Jesus so he can teach you those things. He can shape you in those ways, like spend time with Jesus. Um, that's all he's asking you to do. He's not asking you to change anything else. He'll walk right. you through that. He's with you always till the very end of the age. It's up to him to do the work. Um, mm-hmm. You're just going to do your parts as he presents those parts. Andrew called them the right next step, right? Like that's mm-hmm. all you have to do. If Jesus is telling you to do that, then do that. Uh, if Jesus is telling you to do this next step, then do that. Um, he's not saying, hey, change everything about who you are um, and be yeah. better and holy in everything that you do um, so you can you know, handle circumstances like a pro. No, that, like he knows that you're weak. <laughs> he knows that circumstances <laughs> throw you like you know, the waves from you know, one wave to the next. He, he knows yeah. all those things. He's not asking yeah. you to do it on your own. He's saying, hey, guess what? I'm right here. I want to walk with you and I want to sanctify you and I want to change you into who I've called you to be. All I'm asking you to do is spend time with me and then be obedient to what I say um, mm-hmm. in the in relationship, right? Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, and I think we make it out to be so much more. We try to do it on our own, right? I love counseling. I think counseling is a great tool um, yeah. as long as it's Christian counseling, as long as it's pointing you towards Jesus. But I think that we use all these tools of life um, to replace Jesus. So it's, hey, what's the mm-hmm. next personality test so I can better understand myself rather than, hey, can I just spend more time with Jesus to help me understand who I am? Or, hey, I'm going to get this counselor for this and then this counselor for that and then this coach for this um, rather yeah. than, hey, like, do you not think that Jesus is more than capable of teaching you these things? 
Um, do you not think mm. that Jesus is more than capable of changing your heart in these ways or dealing with hurt and pain from your past? Um, you know, and we need help from time to time in those things, but like we skip the Jesus step completely and just move on to humans. Yeah. Um, like dig into relationship with Jesus. Um, and then Jesus' next step he gives you might be, hey, you need a counselor. <laughs> you need someone to help you get <laughs> hey, your by thoughts the way, straight. Take yeah, that right and, next step. And, and by um, the way, that's just like, hey, here's the best, best path for you to actually hear my voice and my will in this. It's going to be yeah. through this person. It's going to be through this yeah. thing. Whether that be a person, conference, retreat, uh, change of life habits, he's going to be like, here is the path, you know? Um, to get there, uh, just felt like He's I should more than capable out. of walking you through that path. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is a good, good God that has a very clear plan for your life and is going to walk you through that plan step by step. He's not going to overwhelm because yep. that, that's the other part of it, right? Like he's not going to overwhelm you with what he's going to do because you're going to be like, ah, I'm not capable of doing any of that. I'm just not going to do anything. Yeah. Right. We all know those feelings. I get those feelings all the time. of like, you know, this problem seems like way too big in general. So I'm just not going to work on anything to do with this project. Uh, and I'm just going to wait until I figure out that one problem. Like that's yeah. my, that's my MO. Um, but Jesus is like, Hey, here's the right next step. Just take this right next step. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the beautiful thing about our relationship with Jesus is it's not up to us. <laughs> our parts mm-hmm. relationship with Jesus invest in that. And then when he tells you to do things, do those things. Um, his part is to change you and shape you into who he's called you to be, to give you the ability to overcome obstacles, to, to not worry about um, transitions in life or circumstances mm-hmm. of life that you continue to have hope that he's going to work all things out for your good. Um, in the midst of that. Um, that's where we start to find real relationship. That's where we start to find hope again. Um, and yeah. I think, you know, we're missing it, but we're missing it because we just, we don't foster relationship with Jesus. We talk about him. We, yeah. you know, go to church and they talk about him, but we never talk to him. Mm. Um, and I, I highly encourage you, if you're sitting here and you're feeling hopeless, you're sitting here feeling like you're being thrown from wave to wave, um, yep. spend some time with Jesus sharing those, those mo- emotions and feelings of God. You know, I thought you were going to show up in this way and you didn't, um, God, mm-hmm. I, I was disappointed in you cause you didn't do this for me. God can handle your disappointment. Don't worry about it. Now what can't handle your disappointment? I know we've said this on the podcast is your faith. <laughs> you live in disappointment. You don't get answers to those questions. That is yeah. those doubts. Uh, your faith can't handle that. Your faith will eventually mm-hmm. give out and you'll walk away altogether. Um, yeah, but we dig into relationship, have those hard conversations with God, let God have those hard conversations with us. You'll be blown away of who you are six months from now compared yeah. to who you are today um, because yep. Jesus is doing a work in your, your heart and your life. Yep. 100%. 100%. Man, I know you got to go to lunch. Um, say hi to our friend. He listens to the podcast when you get there, but I just want to thank you. It's uh it's been a pleasure to walk through this season with you. I know we'll keep going and new things will be ahead and new challenges ahead, but I don't know, man, it, uh, it's a chance to see the kingdom in a new way, chance to, to understand it in a new way for me. And I hope that for everybody that if you're listening to this, I hope this has been, I hope this has pushed you towards Jesus. And we always want to know what you think about this. And if you have different thoughts or if the Lord says different things to you, so please reach us if that's the case. But um, that's all I got. And Josh, thanks for this chance to talk, man. It's been awesome. Yeah, for sure. Hope this was helpful, uh, guys. List guys and gals. It's just not guys <laughs> listening. I think we actually have more women listening when we look at our analytics. Uh, uh, thank you, Spotify. And I don't know what's up with Spotify, but they're pushing into the podcast game, and our Spotify metrics are 
are pushing up. I think it's the highest platform we listen to. It is nice. past Apple Podcasts. So, nice. hey, thanks, Spotify. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. We'll take it all day long. <laughs> but hey, yeah. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we're praying for you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.